Hey guys, Ash here for the Gullers and Blues and welcome to another Gullers and Blues podcast episode. It's episode number 63 and unfortunately it's not a good one. All things, as they say, must come to an end. Our away win record has come to a very, very hard, well not, I won't say harsh, it's very, that's a difficult one, the wrong word to say, but a deserved, I suppose, ending <clears throat> in the last few minutes. Chelsea have beaten Everton 2-0 and rightly so. Um... Just in the comments that have come through on some of the platforms, they're saying that the players didn't bother, or you know the you know they weren't arsed. They're kind of I wouldn't go that far. I just think that we were outclassed by a much better team, and all you have to do is just just look at the Chelsea bench and what's on the Chelsea bench. They would walk into the Everton side, you know, and we can't just put it down to uh, Adre Decore being missing, you know, and. That leads us back to that story, you know, why the club have been so quiet about that. If that came, you know, that should have been known yesterday. Not waiting for us to wait all day, you know, and find out um, when the team sheet was announced that he's not in the side. Oh, okay, is this rumour of a broken foot? Is that really true? You know, once that was, that's happened and I doubt that and they know he's not going to play, that should have been announced. But anyway, beyond that, um, when you looked at the starting lineup. You know, the defence, you're saying, okay, that's pretty much the same. And then you're seeing, you know, Davies was on the bench. I would have played him straight away instead of Tom Davies. That's just me. Just because he's had that bad, you know, his range of passing has been very bad. And again, it was the same today. Um, You know, Pickford, I did, you know, in my notes, I did say that Pickford made a Pickford. And on one of the, the Facebook pages, I said that and I got absolutely berated on it. But in the sense that, you know... Some people were saying, well, what else was he supposed to do? But at the end of the day, he was coming down that left-hand side. He should have stayed in his goal. He was being marshaled by, I, I think it was Ben Godfrey. So it wasn't like the player was on his own. And that, you know, Pickford was forced to come out and, you know, make try and get the ball or, you know, get a, a foul. If that was the case, I completely understand it. But I was absolutely slated on, on Facebook over it. And even though I tried to explain... The reason being there was still love now, you know. And so with that, I will say that for from our point of view, he was man of the match in the sense of it would have been, as somebody else said, a cricket score only for him. You know, Timo Werner just can't buy a goal at the moment, which is good, but he had a great chance to make it 3-0. And yes, the, the shot was poor, but it was a great save either way by uh, Pickford. Pickford also had a couple from... Uh, Hudson Adoy saved, um, and in one case it was tipped over the bar. So he did save us a number of times during the game to keep it at two. So I said I am a little, I am a little bit critical, um, with with Pickford, you know, of the of the penalty because he didn't need to come out, and that's you know all I'll say about the the Pickford method. But then when you look at midfield, you you look okay. What way was he going to play? Was he going to do a back three with the wing backs? You know, and it did start off that way. But poor Iwobi. Um, Iwobi wasn't even mentioned for maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of the game because we were under so much pressure by Chelsea. Number one, you couldn't even see him on the pitch. He was forced so high by um, the Chelsea players that he was just, he was he didn't, he didn't get a mention on the commentary. But unfortunately, he was at fault for Chelsea's first goal. He took his eye off the ball and let uh, Alonso pretty much walk through. Alonso fell, sorry, uh, found 
Clavert in the box and his shot completely was 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 off. You know, it definitely would have went wide, but unfortunately the shot clipped off Ben Godfrey and it went into the back of the net. There was nothing that John Paper could have do about it. And I was unlucky for Ben Godfrey. Um just we were very, very, very slow. We didn't when we did have the ball, we just we just took our time moving around the pitch. And then another thing I I, I felt was a chance for Rashadis in the first half where the ball was put put over the top and maybe it's just me but Richardson did get the ball but he didn't switch on the afterburners and go chasing after and I thought that you know okay that's not like him and he took a couple of touches and then the Chelsea player got back at him and won the ball and I was just saying why didn't he go for it you know you know maybe has he carried a knock was he just not feeling it was he just not enjoying himself out on the pitch it was really hard to to make go him today, Dominic Cavalloon was again. Well, not saying again. This is the first time I've seen he wasn't really involved in the game whatsoever. You know, I don't think he got many touches on the ball. Um, so that big miss was obviously the Corey. We knew that was going. To, you know, that was going to be the case. And uh, we didn't have any Hammers. And now I've said this before, and maybe people are sick of it. But like when you look at the how many games a Hammers has played, it's like. Play two out for five. Play two out for six. It's like, are we only going to get in a season, you know, maybe 12 games out of him if he's going to continuously get injured? It's a really scary thought to wonder what's what's going on with him. Um, but on the around the 20-minute mark, we were a little bit better. We were we did have a bit, a little bit more possession, but it was still, when we were getting down the, down the channels, it was like as if we were walking with the ball. We just didn't have any pace in anything. And, you know, we did have a chance maybe. Just the players couldn't get a foot, foot on it. It was from a corner kick. The ball came in and it was on the ground. And all you could see, like, you know, 12, 14 legs trying to kick that ball. You know, some getting it away. Some trying to get a goal. And it just wouldn't fall to an Everton player in the box to try and get a shot on goal. But... um. You did, you did feel f- feel sorry for the lads, wonder what was going on. But for Chelsea, I just don't believe they actually got out of second second gear at all during that whole game. Um, they made it so easy to get around, and then the likes of you know Kante, the likes of Mason Mount, they weren't even they know they were on the bench. They weren't even playing. They still got around us, and even Kurt Zuma was having a great game. He hasn't played very much, I believe since Thomas Tuchel has taken over. But yet he came in and played as if he's been playing for Tuchel for a long, long time. And it was just, I think Hudson, I think another chance at the end of the, just before the end of the half, Hudson the die. Um, I think I think it was one, one of the things that Awobi did actually do well is Awobi was, was, was got, was got back to stop Hudson the die of getting through on goal. And then I think literally the last kick of the, the half we did have a very very half chance the ball fell out to uh Andre Gomez and he did hit a shot it was on target but he didn't have any conviction in the shot and that was pretty much all that we really offered and you can say I don't think we offered very much in the second half in the sense of attacking like we did have a bit more possession you know we did seem to especially when they got the the penalty we did seem to up and more. We, you know, King came on, Bernard came on. We just had to go for it. But the problem with that was then 
because we were having to go for it, it opened up so much space for Chelsea and they got through time and time again and either they fluffed the chances themselves or, as I mentioned, Pickford had saved it. So it's just a shame that they got lucky with that first goal. The second, as as far as I'm concerned, it is a Pickford error. It could have been left alone. You know, Godfrey was was marshalling the, the Chelsea player so there's no need for him to come out. That's just my opinion. You guys might, you know, disagree altogether. Um, so go, you know, going in a half and coming out, you know, okay, well, let's see if we get a change right from the start. And we didn't. I thought we were. You could see Tom Davies was being ready, but he didn't come on until maybe he was the 50, 55 minute. I think it was. Um, but we, it, it just, it just wasn't working for us, and. We were brought down to earth with a bang this evening. You know the the difference. You know we we I suppose without maybe you might say we're punching above our weight, getting up there. You know certain results have gone our way, and obviously we're getting the few victories here and there. Um, it seems to have us up there. But you know when you see now, obviously four points now the difference between ourselves and Chelsea. You know it's going to be, if we still have a game in hand. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be very very difficult now to catch them. Um, they're a team that haven't um, conceded very many goals at home now since Tuchel's taken over um, and they're playing extremely well and as I said their scary point was I just don't think they got out of second gear and they still managed to convincingly convincingly beat, beat ourselves um, going back to the Corey we just have to hope that it looks like it could be 6-8 to eight weeks that he's going to be out for so that's a hell of a, a long time to to lose that kind of key influential player, you know. So who's going to come in and play and replace him? Hopefully, you know the time that Tom Davies did get on the pitch, he's not going to be have, have any further knocks on that. Because I'd say he imagine he's the player going forward who's going to, to take over the, the, that role until the Curry is ready to play again. James, we we see him again this season. We just don't know. Things are not being clearly said on the website or. At uh, you know the 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 post match and pre match um, chats with Carlo Ancelotti or or anyone to say what's happening here, what's happening there, and how long he's going to be out for. It's just always the, the answer is we just have to monitor it and so forth. But we you know if we're going to keep losing Hamez for you know after a couple of games, then he's gone for five or six games. Well, then he's just a luxury. I've said it before, guys. You're probably sick of me saying it. He's a is a luxury player, but. With 15 minutes to go, it was nice to see the game did open up more. Um, I thought Josh King did okay when he came on. He had a couple of runs where, you know, he did win the ball back and go on a run. He tried and find Davies, and Davies, to his credit, was trying to find the space out on the left-hand side. There was another, you know, great interplay between Sigurdsson and Luka Dinia, but then Luka Dinia had the simplest thing to pass the ball back to feet to Sigurdsson and he passed it way beyond him and Sigurdsson was just looking at Dini to say like what's up but like Dini didn't have the best of, of, of games either uh, Mason Holgate got early on in the game got another very silly uh, yellow card as well I think actually Dominic Cavalloon got a yellow card in the game as well but you know, where do we go from here? You know, do we still have hopes of top four? Or now do we get, because we've you know, been brought back to earth with such a bang that we can still say, okay, there's enough there that we can hold on to Europa League. Me now, you know, it's so excited yesterday. You know, the Leeds United game is just about to start. We, you have to hope that, because obviously West Ham are still up there with a shout. Let's hope that Leeds, 
uh, do the job on on West Ham um, to to keep to keep keep us in in uh, in fifth place, and then the table still looks relatively okay. We I think we would have taken a point from this game, in truth. Um, we probably all thought, okay, yeah, we're not going to beat them. We're going to win. I thought, you know, not that they were there for the taking, but you know, there was a chance that we could actually do something against them. But unfortunately, we were wrong. We just weren't at the races today, and just the quality that the Chelsea team have, it's just, you know, you're wondering, you know, whatever happens with themselves and Frank Lampard, how they're not higher than what they actually are. Like when you see that West Ham were there. Leicester City there, Manchester United there, and you know the Manchester City have sorry, Man United didn't have that great start to the season, and then look how flying they are now. And Chelsea were the opposite. Now Chelsea are flying up there, saying, "Okay, well that's a team that in theory should be there pretty much are thereabouts every season." So I suppose they're back up where they belong. But when you see, as I said, mentioned earlier, when you see that squad, it's absolutely, it's a joy to watch. And you know, you, if you had that 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 substitute bench, most of them would walk into. You know our side. Like when you see Mason Mount coming on, a young lad was such a great talent. Hudson Adoy, I know he started today. Another good player, um, Kante. We know what Kante's like in the last couple of seasons for Chelsea. He's an absolute machine. You know we could do with him. You know, you know with Decore not being there, but we just have to wait and see. Now I think it's Burnley next. Um, again, it's a game where you would be expecting us to win. We just have to hope now that the stuffing has been knocked out was too much. That we don't lose too much composure, um, and obviously, I think our formation just didn't work today. The way Carlo Ancelotti said out, he thought it would. He did obviously change it when King and Bernard came on. It went more to the diamond formation again. It worked for a pretty, you know, for a few moments. But whatever the technical mindset that Thomas Tuchel has, when he changed the formation, he changed the Chelsea formation, and they just adapted to how we were playing. And that's what football's all about, you know. People are talking about now Liverpool at the moment. We know they're getting beaten all the time because now because they set themselves up with the same tactics, and now the teams have learned how to play. Well, that was like what we were a couple of seasons ago. You know, you you were winning a couple of games, and then your opponent learns how to, you know, to to adapt their game to our game, and that's probably what's happened to a certain extent. But it was you know to watch Chelsea so fast to change that tactic. To go against ours, it just goes to show, you know, this guy Thomas Tuchel, he, he's he's got a football brain. So we'll just have to see what happens down the next game. See, I was saying, we see how the tape, you know, what it's like with the Leeds United game. Let's hope that they they do us a favor and win. You know, Spurs are coming back into form as well. So it'd be nice just to end the you know the weekend's football on. I know it's Monday, of course, but we'll end, end the weekend's games on fifth place at least then we can look back to okay what well, hasn't been the worst week in the world but we have to move on from there and see where the next game takes us anyway guys thanks for listening to the podcast hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll talk again very very soon until then guys stay blue and let's hope our losing form is not increased let's hope we just get back to winning ways against Burnley take care bye bye